This is my tribe. 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 What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. excited to be here? A couple people, a few. See some hands. Cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> so how many of, in, of you that are in here like to know like how to do something? Like you know, you like to know how to do it before you do it. Do you guys ever like go and Google like how to whatever? Because I do that all the time. I like to know exactly what it is that I'm going to have to do. I like to read all the directions. I'm kind of boring like that, but I like to know exactly what it is that I'm going to do. And these days, you can Google anything. You can Google how to do absolutely anything. In fact, I Googled how to, just the words how to, just to see what it would fill in afterwards, just to see what the autofill would. Here is some of the automatic responses. It was how to take a screenshot, how to delete an Instagram account, how to tie a tie, how to make French toast, how to play Wordle. See, these are all great autofills, by the way. See, the how to screenshot was definitely one of your grandma's. Like, absolutely, it was probably my grandma. She was probably like, I don't know how to do this. How do you do the screen capture? And went on Google, how to screenshot, told her exactly how to do it. Or how to delete Instagram. Maybe it was one of you guys that was going through a breakup, and you were like, I'm done. I want this account. I don't ever want to touch this account again. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to just delete the posts. I want the whole account gone. And I don't know if you've ever went to try to delete an Instagram account or a Twitter account, but they make it a lot more difficult than it should be. And then how to tie a tie, I think that's a really good one because I've probably typed that into Google 10 million times and I still don't know how to do it. And I never will know how to do it. That's just how it goes. My dad didn't teach me how to tie a tie. So take that how you want to. He was a great dad, but he didn't teach me how to tie a tie. See, one of the one of the things, though, that Google doesn't autofill in our series or in, is, is our series title, How to Friend. If you type in how to in Google, no one asks how to friend, how to, how to be a good friend, like how to make friends, how to keep friends, how to change friend groups, how to lose a friend. None of those things popped up whenever I typed in how to. 
And growing up, I would have loved, would have loved for Google to help me figure out how to, how to friend. I would have loved if it could have helped me with all these little things because friendships, they're awesome, but they're difficult sometimes. Like who wouldn't want someone who just gets your sense of humor at all times? Or someone who shares your love for late night Taco Bell? Like, who wouldn't want that friend who's there for you no matter what is going on in your life? Someone that you could vent to about absolutely anything, about that one teacher who just drives you insane. See, friendships are a good thing. We enjoy friendships. We want friendships. We desire friendships. But friendships can be difficult because friendships are almost always changing. See, there were so many different reasons for so many different friendships. Whether it's, you know, friends that are on your sports team, or just friends that you have in class, or your friends change because you moved. See, in my life, I had many seasons where it felt like I even had zero friendships, which wasn't always easy. See, at the same time, even though I felt like I didn't have any at certain points in my life, friendships were really, really important to me. I wanted to have them. I cared about friendships a lot. See, if I had a choice as to who I would have spent my time with whenever I was in middle school and high school, it would have always been my friends every single time. Just what I wanted to do. I wanted to hang out with my friends. Still, it was a whole world that was never really explained to me. Like, no one sat down and taught me how to be a friend. Like, I wish someone would have said, hey, here is how you can friend. See, knowing how to friend is something that is difficult. See, anytime you mix two complex human beings together, you put them in a close relationship, it isn't always easy to understand and to maintain peace in that. See, friendships, they take a lot of work. And if you don't work at your friendships, you lose them. See, plus there are a few other things that make it really tough too. See, growing up, we aren't really taught how to be friends. See, our parents and teachers, they, they teach us how to behave to be polite, to be kind, to say thank you, to work hard, to mind our manners. We're taught those things. But they didn't really explain to us what it meant to be a good friend. And maybe that's because adults struggle with friendship too. They struggle with it just as much as teenagers do. See, we're taught to play basketball. We're taught to spell. We're taught to do multiplication problems but we're not necessarily taught how to navigate friendships. We just kind of get thrown into it. You just go to school one day, and you find somebody, and you're like, oh, they kind of like the same thing as me. We're friends. See, friendships, they just kind of happen. If someone in your class or on your team or in your neighborhood is there that you get along with pretty well, you just kind of become friends a lot of times. Like we didn't really put any more thought into it than that. Like, think about when you were younger. 
like a lot younger. You saw somebody, you guys both were playing basketball, or you both were playing the same board game, or you saw that they were doing something cool, and you went over to them, and you just decided, hey, I'm going to be friends with them. You don't know why. You just did it. See, that was totally normal, and it's natural. But it certainly doesn't mean that because of that, that we're going to have great friendships. And the reason because of that is because friendships are hard. They're difficult. Think about it. When it comes to friendships, things are always changing. You move to a new school. You switch classes. You take up a new hobby. And the people in your life, they either change rapidly or gradually. You make new friends, which is cool whenever you change something, but it's tough to build and maintain close friendships with constant change in your life. See, when it comes to friendships, you're not always sure where you stand with your friends sometimes. Like sometimes it seems like you're left out of all those group chats. Or you don't get a voice in making the plans for what you guys are going to do this weekend. Or you feel like nobody's inviting you to anything. And if you're being honest, when you really think about it, you're not even sure if you're actually in with your friends or not. See, when it comes to friendships, expectations aren't always met. Your friends don't do things that you want them to do. They don't connect with you enough during the week. They don't hang out enough on the weekends. They don't remember important details of your life. You feel like those are the kind of things that real friends do, but you don't have any friends around you who are doing those things. See, when it comes to friendship, we all tend to focus on what we're not getting from those people that are in our lives. But here, here's the good news. If you feel that way, think what we're going to talk about today or tonight and in this series, it has the potential, at least if you let it, to be a game changer when it comes to the way that we all approach all aspects of our friendships. See, as old as the Bible is, it still has something to say about our relationships with other people. See, the Bible is divided into two sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Old Testament was written before Jesus walked the earth. The New Testament consists of the books that account for the time uh, that Jesus was on the earth and after. And the first four books of the New Testament are called the Gospels. They're these accounts of Jesus' life, of whenever he lived among us, among the people. And one of those gospels is the book of John. It was written by the disciple John, who was a very close friend of Jesus's. Some have even said his best friend. And a lot of people think that, G, that he was just a teenager whenever he started following Jesus. And at one point, John writes about a very serious moment in Jesus' life. See, it took place right before Jesus was arrested and sentenced to die on the cross. 
So right before a very major and serious event, right? And while his disciples had no idea what was about to happen, he hadn't filled them in yet, Jesus knew what was approaching. And with that in mind, Jesus gathered all of his friends, all of his disciples together for one last meal so they could be together again. See, considering what was ahead for Jesus, he could have been looking around that table when they were having dinner and could have been thinking, like, what are these guys going to do for me when all this happens? See, are they going to prove that they're my real friends or not whenever I get arrested, whenever I get sentenced to die on a cross? What are they going to do? But see, that's not what Jesus did at all. Instead of waiting to see how his friends would respond to him, Jesus decided to take the very first step. Instead of being reactive, Jesus was proactive with his friends. Let's just check this out in John chapter 13, verses 4 through 5. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. See, to some of you and to some people, this may seem completely random, right? Like, why washing feet? That's weird. But back in the day, people walked a lot. They walked a lot. And sometimes they even walked on their bare feet. And there weren't sidewalks or paved roads, so there was dust dirt, sand, sweat, and who knows what else everywhere that they were walking on. Their feet were not clean, like not even a little bit. Is there anybody in here who finds feet disgusting? Yeah, well, these feet are grosser than any feet you can imagine. See, back then, washing someone's feet was a job typically done by a servant or a house guest. Like you were lowly if you washed someone's feet. It was someone who was in a lower position that would wash the feet of someone in a higher position than them. See, in this situation, it would have made a lot of sense for the disciples to wash Jesus' feet. That would have made a lot of sense. But Jesus was the master of flipping people's expectations. See, he often did things that were countercultural to what everyone else thought. And this was no different. This is exactly what he was doing here. See, Jesus demonstrated to his disciples what true friendship looks like. He took the first step. He didn't wait on someone else to do what he wanted them to do. He served them first. He did it for them to to model the kind of friend that he wanted them to be to other people long after he was gone. He wanted them to see what it was like to be a good friend and how to do it. In fact, if we look in a different gospel written by Luke, he records Jesus as saying something that's some pretty good advice when it comes to friendships in our life. It says this in Luke 6, do to others as you would like them to do to you. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. In other words, Jesus is saying that when it comes to relationships, we have to be proactive. We do. 
we need to treat our friends the way that we wish they would treat us. But if we're being honest, and if I'm being honest, that's difficult. This is difficult for us to do. See, usually we take the opposite approach. We react. We treat people the way that they treat us. We respond to how they make us feel. See, if someone makes us feel angry because they aren't meeting our standard of friendship, we treat them with anger. If someone leaves us out of a group text, you better believe that the next time we start a group text, we're going to forget their name out of it too. See, but if we really think about it, we can agree that that's not the way that we want our friendships to work. See, we want our friends to value us. We want our friends to include us, to notice us, to be kind to us. We want to feel important to our friends. And we don't want them to pay us back evenly for every mistake that we make in our lives to them. See, we want them to be patient with us and show us grace and forgiveness. Think about what Jesus said in today's terms. See, what if I message others as I would like to be messaged? What if I invite others as I would like to be invited? What if I talk to others as I would like to be talked to? What if I forgive others as I would like to be forgiven? What if I listen to others as I would like them to listen to me? What if I post about others on social media or talk about others to other people the way that I would like to be posted about and talked about? See, think about this. Jesus could have made all of his friendships about him. He could have very easily. He was the ringleader of the disciples. He had the highest status and position. He could have used his power to leverage those relationships for himself, for them to serve him 100% of the time. But instead, he served. He put his friends first. He was humble, supportive, encouraging, and forgiving. See, and that's what we can do to our friends. Think of it this way. Being a friend means serving your friends. Being a friend means serving your friends. See, we want our friends to make the first move, right? To treat us well, to put our needs first. But we can't be the kind of friend we want to have without waiting on anyone else to make the first move. We can follow Jesus' example in our friendships and serve others right now. We can do it first. We don't have to wait on them to do it. And maybe for some of you, that means choosing to follow Jesus for the very first time. Because we're talking about following Jesus' example here. And the first step to being the kind of friend that we want our friends to be to us is recognizing that we need Jesus recognizing our need for Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. 
See, Jesus set this example for how to be friends. Right before he went to the cross to die for our sins. See, he paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. Following him not only means that we recognize our need for a savior, but it also means that we let him lead the way in how we do friendships. He sets the bar. He taught us how to do it, and now we're going to do it like him. So maybe if that's, if that's you tonight, you don't, you know, this isn't something you've done before, and you want to let Jesus lead the way in your life. That's something that you're thinking about, something you're desiring. I want you to let a tribe leader know later. Don't let another moment pass before making that decision. Because if we want to be good friends, we have to make that decision first. We have to follow his lead. See, before I let Jesus lead my life, I was a really bad friend. I was a bad friend. Like a lot of people who know me now, they're like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. But I was pretty much a jerk. I put people down to their face because it made the other people around me laugh. I left people out of things that I thought were weird or that didn't meet up to my standard of a person. I picked on people because I was smaller and it made me feel big. See, I was a bad friend. I did everything I could to put myself up here and to put everyone else down here because I wanted to be elevated. I wanted everyone to respect me and to treat me right. See, the only reason that I can stand here today and say that I'm not like that anymore is because of Jesus. See, following his lead, trying to live like him, and serving others the way that he showed us is now what I try to do in all of my relationships throughout life. I'm not perfect. I still mess up. I still can be a bad friend sometimes. But because of Jesus, I'm getting better each and every day. Every day. See, we need him if we want to do this friendship thing right. We need him. Can't do it without him. And listen, there are, there are a million ways, a million ways that you and I can serve our friends and put them first without waiting, them, waiting for them to do it first. A million ways. But for the sake of tonight, we're just going to talk about three simple ideas, three simple ideas that I think will help. The first one is to think about your friends. Like I said, these are going to be simple. Think about your friends. Don't just think about your needs. Let's put an end to that, about only thinking about us first. Don't just think about your needs and what they're doing or not doing for you. Think about their situation, their feelings, their worries, their insecurities. Try to be gracious and empathetic with them. See, they have moments of anxiety and fear just like you do, just like you do. They get down just like you do. They have highs and they have lows just like you do. In fact, I want you guys to practice this really quickly. I'm going to put some stuff on the screen, and this is an oh-so-simple way 
on thinking about your friends. All you have to do is to fill in these blanks with a friend's name and something that's going on in their life. Answer the question that's in the blank, basically. Don't answer it out loud. And if you can't think of a specific friend or things that are going on with them, then, then fill it in with other people that you know and what's going on with them. Maybe put this in your notes on your phone so you can come back to it. So the first one is, my friend blank is involved in blank. So who? What are they involved in? What do they do? Or my friend blank really likes whatever. My friend blank is really good at what? What are they good at? And this last one is just as important as the first three, if not the most important. I think that blank has been dealing with or struggling with blank. See, the first three, they're important because just like you want to feel valued and you want people to remember those things about you, your friends want you to remember what they like, what they're good at, what they're involved in. And the last one is really important because we need to know what our friends are going through. And if you don't know the answer to some of these questions, maybe this prompts you to figure them out. Find out those answers. What is it that your friends are going through? What is it that they need prayer for? What is it that they're good at, that they enjoy doing, that they're involved in? I think that's a really simple but an e like a good way for us to know more about our friends and to really focus on them. Okay, the second one is listen to your friends. We have think about your friends. Listen to your friends. Ask questions about things that are important to them. And then actually listen to their answers. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've asked someone, hey, how are you doing? Or ask them a question, and then before they even answer, I've checked out. See, that's not how you do friendship. See, try to keep up with important things that are happening in their lives. And if you have a terrible memory, like I said, use the notes app on your phone and write down important things, good or bad, that are happening in the lives of your friends. And then follow up with them. Take an interest in the things that they are interested in. And the third one is pray for your friends. Pray for your friends. If your friend is going through something difficult, pray for them. Pray for them. If things are falling apart in their family, pray for them. If they have important things coming up, pray for them. Even short, quick, simple prayers are a big deal. Then tell them you're praying for them. That's something you want to do. If you want them to know that you are praying for them and that you're taking an interest and that you care, pray for them and then tell them. See, if you do these three things, like I said, they're simple. There's a million ways we can do it. But if you do these, these things, it doesn't mean that everything is going to work out 
perfectly in your friendships all the time, and you'll never have to worry, and it'll just be awesome. And this won't magically fix friendships that you're already in that might be falling apart. But at the end of the day, a friendship is about two imperfect people existing in the same place. And anytime imperfect people are around each other, stuff can go wrong. We know that. But this will be so powerful for you moving forward if you actually use it and take it to heart. See, this is a great place to start when it, be, when it comes to how to friend. See, for the rest of your life, you're going to be in friendships or relationships. You're going to be learning how to serve, how to make the first move, and, put other, and putting others first. See, doing those things, learning how to serve, making the first move, and putting others first, it's going to create this incredible foundation for you to be an incredible friend from now and into the future. And at the end of the day, the only friend that you can control is you. You can only control how you are a friend to everyone else. See, being a friend means serving your friends. It means taking the lead to look out for them and their interests without waiting for someone to do it for you. It means that sometimes you're going to go out of your way to be a really good friend and it might not get reciprocated. But imagine if you become comfortable in making the first move. Imagine if you started the group text instead of waiting for someone else to start it. Imagine if you didn't retaliate, but instead you forgave and showed, showed grace. Imagine if you were the kind of friend that you wanted to have in your life. I have a feeling that if we acted as the kind of friend that we wanted, we'd get more friends like that. See, being this kind of friend, it's going to take work, but the work is worth it. See, it all starts with you following Jesus' lead and you doing to others as you want them to do to you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for, for friendships. Thank you for relationships. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to be able to, to have those. And friendships are so important to so many of us. We want people that care about us. We want people that show interest in us, that love us, that like the same things we like and talk about the same things that we want to talk about. But they're difficult, and we know that. So we thank you for the example that your son set for us that Jesus set for us whenever he washed his disciples' feet, that he was a servant first. So I pray that tonight we would understand that being a friend means serving your friends. Help us to have servants' hearts. Help us to follow the lead of Jesus in this and to love our friends the way that Jesus loved his friends. We pray that you'll give us the courage to make the first move, to step out, to not wait on other people to do what we want them to do, but to do it in a way that, to do it how we want to be treated. I pray 
for each and every student in here, Lord. You'd be with them in all their friendships, all their relationships, and help them to love like you. We pray this in your name. Amen.